You are now listening to the self-proclaimed greatest listen in the Hunter and along the coast. What's new in the castle? We need to hear you, Newcastle! Righto, listen up. Welcome back to another episode of What's New in the Castle, the self-proclaimed greatest listen in the Hunter and along the coast. Podcast that makes your faces cringe and your ears hurt. Big Dan here, just by myself. Thought I'd jump on for a round two review of the Newcastle Knights versus the West Tigers yesterday, Sunday afternoon, 4pm. You could say the prime time of the week, even though both sides have probably had their negative press over the off-season on where they're going to finish, maybe bottom four sides. A couple of recruitments from both sides, mainly from the Tigers, like your Isaiah Papalihi and your Apisai Corusiao. Um, we'll get more into them later on. But starting off, we'll go have a look at uh, well, the 18th man on the Cast Patrol podcast last week or this week. So they do a thing where they all do their best bets of the week and we were – Proudly asked to be the 18th men for them. So we did a Newcastle Steel City working class multi of the week. We had Steel City the horse to place. It ended up winning race four at Rose Hill. Ran absolutely outstanding, <laughs> if I can um, talk myself up. And we combined that into a multi with Dom Young, anytime try scorer. Both of them together, it was like $2.93, the odds for that. And I think you could boost it to get over just over $3. So honestly... We know what we're talking about here on What's New in the Castle. Steel City to place into Dom Young, $3 anytime try scorer. Sorry for Dom Young. Yeah, pretty happy with that one. Even though, yeah, Dom Young was first try and also Steel City won. So if you combine them both together, happy days. Send the paycheck to my bank account. And also, keeping in the Newcastle theme, look, he's not from Newcastle. He doesn't support Newcastle, but he's fought here in the Hunter Valley at the Broadmeadow Entertainment Centre, one of the great sheds going around. Tim Zhu, so we claim him as Zoo Castle. He won yesterday in his uh, interim world championship fight. So congratulations, Tim Zhu. Absolutely smashed it in your performance yesterday. So, yeah, it was all good things Newcastle in saying that let's um let's get into some rugby league uh round two of the national rugby league and we'll go to yesterday the Newcastle Knights taking on the West Tigers starting off uh yeah wasn't really sure on how the performance were going to go yesterday I thought I tipped the Tigers actually but then after the game I went on my uh tipping website or the app just to see how many Tips I got for the whole of round two. And let me tell you, it wasn't pretty. I only got three from eight, which is, I don't know, compared to other people, I guess. I'm, I know a couple of people that tip zero. I don't know how that is possible. But yeah, so I end up tipping the Knights. And thank God, we ended up winning 14 points to 12 in an absolute gutsy performance by the Newcastle Knights. It wasn't pretty. There was plenty of controversy and plenty of things happening. But let's start from the very beginning. I think in the first 90 seconds, our co-captain, our yeah, our marquee man, as you could say, Kalen Ponga. And I have backed Kalen Ponga every single year, every single week. I know Campbell, my co-host, he's pretty critical on Ponga and the way he's been dishing up performances, etc. lately. But... Yeah, that was – I just – first of all, I want to hope Ponga's all right, uh, physically and mentally. I, you could just imagine what's going through the poor kid's head at the moment. 
plenty of concussions. I think that's four or five concussions in 12 months. We know he had a um, decent break on the sidelines at the end of last season. Even though he was cleared to play the last couple of rounds, I think Adam O'Brien, the night staff, decided to keep him on the sidelines. But, yeah, it was very sad to see Ponga go down. He went off last week for HIA assessment. Yeah, he was cleared, but there was less than 15 minutes remaining. And then, yeah, to dish that up in the first 90 seconds of the game. Mate, you're like, where do you go from here? Oh, I want to I try and defend Ponga again and again and again. But, man, you're paying $1.4 million, or reportedly. I don't want to, you know, like, I'd like to say I've got the players' backs. But, man, when, when this is happening year after year, week after week, it's... As a Knights fan, I just drop my head in silence and um, what do you do? What do you do? Maybe you need to have a couple of, I don't know, a few more weeks off and think mentally and speak to his family, speak to the coaching staff and what happens with his future. I don't see, I don't see him retiring from the game. Like that's, that's way out of um, reach as of yet. Let's not go too crazy and listen to what all the media, et cetera, are saying. But um yeah, I, I don't know, Ponga. I, I wish all the best for you, mate. But that was, yeah, it wasn't a good one yesterday. And I don't know, they were Mad- it was Madison headgears. You could imagine the stocks in Madison headgears after the, well, Ponga's the, you could say, leading uh, marketer, player marketer for the Madison headgears. So with all these concussions, you could imagine the Madison headgear stocks wouldn't be going too friendly at the moment. But, mate, we, yeah. Let's see what happens with Ponga. And then, yeah, straight after him, I think, yeah, another 10 minutes later. So within the first opening 15 minutes, the other co-captain, Jaden Braley, our dummy half, our number nine. You'd probably say one of the greatest hookers we've had at the club since Danny Badiris. Uh, Yeah, Braley, wrong position, wrong time. Got his head in the wrong spot. And he tried to get up. He tried to fight it off. But we all knew that Braley was down and we knew he was going to get taken off the field. Credit to the Tigers players there. They went over there straight away. I don't forget who it was, but they put his hand around Braley and, yeah, tried to just get get the ref to slow the play the ball down or slow the play down, as you could say. And, yeah, Braley's gone off and he wasn't to return to the field. So within the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, you lose both skippers and not just skippers, two players from your spine, as in Jaden Braley and Kalen Ponga, arguably our best players on and off the field. The players look up to them. Yeah, that was. Oh, I imagine watching the. I remember watching the game yesterday, and I, I was blowing up deluxe. Not at the players, or yeah, I was just, you know, you just get your hopes up. And as a Knights fan, we're used to heartbreak. It just crashes right down on top of us. But yeah, so Crosland come on to play dummy half at Braley and Tyson Gamble. He made his club debut for the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, yesterday he was brought up late couple of days before the game. Uh, he replaced Kurt Mann with, believe it, injuries out for another month or so. But, yeah, Tyson Gamble, he's come on. I believe he should have been in the 17 in the first place. But he's come out. And, look, I reckon he was one of our best players on the field. Kurt, uh, not Kurt Mann, sorry, Tyson Gamble. He, yeah, he had a few missed tackles, etc., which I'll read on the stats later. But just the mon- mongrel and the enthusiasm that kid brought on the field – and he had to play majority of the game. Well, he pretty, you could say he played 80 minutes because Ponga was out for the first 90, 90 seconds of the game. Tyson Gamble, the way he lifted the boys' intensity. Look, when he was at the Broncos, I couldn't stand the bloke because, yeah, he's a 
You can say he's a bit of a smart ass on the field and you can see he's got that grub in him. He's got that dog in, dog in him, as um, Willie Mason and the scope would say. He would just he was just leading by example. He was, yeah, he might not put the big shot on there, but he was just getting under the West Tigers' skin and you could see yesterday it was so easy to do. So I give um, Tyson Gamble massive props for his performance yesterday. Plenty of things to work on, but yeah, he's definitely going to be named in the 17 this week to take on the Dolphins. But no, I'm really excited to see Tyson Gamble get more game time. Like I said, if Ponga comes back and you've got Miller, Ponga, um, Hastings and Braley in the spine, he's definitely got to be in that 14 jersey, that's for sure, because he can cover multiple positions. he come on and played 5-8 for the 80 minutes yesterday. He can come on and play dummy half. We know that for sure. And definitely, he can play in the 13. There's no reason why he can't be a ball-playing lock out there. So very excited to see where Tyson Gamble goes in the next few weeks. He can, um, well, he's definitely going to get a jersey. So it's up to him if he wants to lock that jersey in. Um, then we go to the first try of the game, which I mentioned before. Dom Young, first try scorer. Would have been paying $10, $11, I believe. But yeah, with the gay guy assist, Beautiful left to right passing there from the Newcastle Knights. You can definitely see that's one of our stronger um, sides of the field, our right side. Miller combined to, yeah, gay guy, drawing pass to the winger for Dom Young to score. Pretty easy for Dom, but puts himself in the right position. Yeah, beautiful try to start the game off. And then a couple of sets later, I want to give a big, big credit to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Now, he has been copying it for years and years and years saying that he shouldn't be in the 17. And like he's another one I've defended. Yeah, maybe he's been out of form the last few years. But the start of last year, he was playing good footy before he got his um, injury that set him out for most of the season. But Lachlan Fitzgibbon, he's ball running yesterday. He's line running as an edge back rower. That was fucking fantastic. He's a big body back rower. Yeah, he might not go in and do a couple of the, the tough, gritty hit-ups like Tyson Brazell does. But, mate, you want an attacking second rower like Lachlan Fitzgibbon. He was hitting that line at pace. And you could see straight away, if they, don't, they make contact with him, it might stick. But he's still gets that extra two or three metres. And you can see for that first try yesterday, in his 100th game, congratulations as well for 100 games yesterday, Fitzy. But straight away, the guys crashed over the line, setting us up for a 10-point lead um, within the first 20 minutes after having a couple of players uh, scoring off for a HIA. We had so many reasons to drop our head yesterday. But yeah, massive, massive raps on Lachlan Fitzgibbon in his 100th game. You can see all his family and friends were down there on the... Um, the Southern Hill at Leichhardt Oval. Well, that's another thing. Leichhardt Oval, that was unreal yesterday. It was so good to see so many people there and Newcastle Knight supporters on TV. It looked bloody fantastic. Um, but yeah, Fitzy, he's ball running. was. It's looked like it's coming back to like 2018, 2019, lock on Fitzgibbon, which is great to see. And he's going to have to lift that intensity again with um, Tyson Frizzell. He got an ankle injury later in the second half, which I think, yeah, maybe four, five, six weeks. Who knows? We'll have to see the diagnostics on that. Um, yeah, moving on. Yeah, had a opportunity to go three tries up. Tyson Gamble, kind of a bit of a half break, bounced off one and just had his hands in the wrong uh, spot to throw that cutout ball right to left to, I think it was Hamill Hunt on the left wing. 
Hommel was in the right position, just floated a tiny bit forward, but, you know, with your first grade side, you'd love to see them take those opportunities because that could have just set the Tigers off for the rest of the game. That could have put them out of the game within with still 15 minutes remaining in that second half. But, yeah, if you haven't seen that, go back and have a look at that. Gamble put himself in the right position, just missed the opportunity, but it was very unlucky by Tyson Gamble. Um, yeah, just a couple of missed opportunities like that, but, man, he was he was unreal yesterday. And then um, Tigers made a break. Look, Luke Brooks came down the left-hand sideline. Um, Dom Young and Hastings, I think, etc., were chasing. Dom Young tackled someone or put his hand over someone's shoulder. They fell down. Yeah, I'm not sure who was the captain when they um, when Braley and Hace, uh, sorry Braley and Ponga went off. But yeah, it was a captain. I think Hastings called the captain challenge and. I have no idea what they were thinking with the captain challenge there. Um, it was obviously going to be sin the bin. Maybe they were just trying to get their breaths back because their few big boys on the bench had to run a couple of extra minutes in that first half and second half. But was it just a time-consuming thing to get their breath back? I don't know. Just very disappointed to see that like, because a couple of times later on we could have used the captain's challenge, but it just wasn't to be. Um Tigers looking, still looking for their first try. And the big Alex Twole, he's played over 100 first grade games. Still no meat pies, the big fella. He's kept crushing over. He looks like he's going to get all he had to do was just fall over the line. And no, it wasn't to be. Tap, the ball's tapped out of his hand. Mate, you got to feel sorry for the big Twole. What is... Oh, man, that would be frustrating. I think there's a betting agency. I won't say who it is, but they've got a special thing. It's $1.75 or something for... 12 to get at least one try, his first try in the NRL this season. So maybe, I don't know. He hasn't looked like scoring much like Andrew John said. But yeah, the big 12, unlucky, mate. You've got to laugh at that. You can't dwell on that for too long. You've got to have a laugh. And we come to the West Tigers there. First try of the game. This is going through my notes, sorry. Yeah, oh, so... They've come over left to right and hit short to Talia, who was the try scorer. Uh, Jackson Hastings come over and he was marked on the second rower. I'm not sure, correct. Yes, apologies if I'm wrong there. But yeah, he's had to move quickly from right to left. And Talia was coming over and Hastings said, no, I could... I couldn't imagine he was there to try and take Talao's head off at all. He barely... Yeah, he did connect because obviously Talao's went off for HIA. Apparently, he's got a broken nose. But it didn't look that bad compared to other ones you could see in the past. But yeah, what I was more pissed off with that. I don't don't know because the ball came out the back, maybe touched the ground. But Hastings was calling for a knock-on or something. But then they ran ran around the um, outside... And Hastings just standing there with his hands hands in the air, yelling at the ref. They fucking move, come in and put the ball ten meters closer to the post. Like Hastings, hey, I know you're battling that. Come on, fucking play the referee's whistle. Everyone knows that. We learned that in under sevens, and that just wasn't good enough for first grade. That and I love Hastings. I'm not saying that. Like he obviously knows ten times better than what I do. I'm just saying play the referee's whistle. It's something that we all learn from such a young age. It just, yeah, I know he would never do that again. I think I'd have, because Hastings, you can tell he puts his body on the line and tries for any club he's at 110%. But that was just one little lapse in concentration where he's, they've come in and put the ball down. I don't know, it could have been costly. Yeah, it was like you said, end of the day, it was only two points, but 
man, that was if Luke Brooks got that two point field goal at the end, fourteen points all. But if you know if Hastings chase and they scored in the corner, it would have made that goal kick a lot more difficult for Luke Brooks to kick. But yeah, and then right on half time, um, Crossan was down, and I was like, no, not another injury, even the dummy half, but. End up just being a burner at halftime. It looked a lot worse, but no, I was glad to see him get back up and return out there for the second half. Second half kicks off, and the Knights, they absolutely needed it, especially the forwards. They um, they were buggered. They were absolutely out on their feet, so they did need that halftime, and they've come back out. And one thing... I feel like as the Newcastle Knights would need to do more, especially because we've only got him for the remainder of 2023. There was one time we did a crossfield kick to Dom Young. I feel like the Knights could implement this a lot more in our game. We don't do many crossfield kicks with the Newcastle Knights, but every time we do it, I feel like Dom Young gets the ball and he always backs it back or he can score. Why not give it more? I don't know. Just, just an option. I don't know. Maybe it's... The success rate is more negative than positive, but I just feel like it wouldn't hurt to try. Yeah, there was one time, um, last tackle, I cross-kicked to Dom Young. He batted it back on the inside for Gay Guy. Yeah, even though he got tackled, but then that means it wasn't a seven-tackle set. It wasn't like a knock-on. We complete, It was a completed set, and they had to work it out from their own five-metre line. So I thought it was a great succession play there. I'd love to see more of it come off. And then just after Frizzell, he's, he rolled his ankle or he's got an ankle injury. He went off. Just, yeah. Hopefully, it's not as bad as what they think it was. Like like Frizzell said in the post-match conference, there's plenty of people who thought their injury was worse than what it is and end up being fine. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. Fingers crossed for Tyson Frizzell because he was, he was fantastic yesterday the whole time he was on the field. Uh, the next play... Um, it was a no quarter, no try, but Fitzy again, he's ball running. Outstanding, running at the line. Tyson Gamble, he took the ball to the line and last minute, bang, straight to Lockie Fitzgibbon and just taken short off the try line. But that that is such an underrated play. Taking taking the ball to the line, playing eyes up. You watch these def- you watch the defensive sides now often. They're gonna start checking Lock and Fitzgibbon because they're probably starting to realise, oh man, he's starting to get him back into some form again. That that ball from Tyson Gamble to Fitz, he was so unlucky not to get a double there. But that was that was unreal. That's, yeah, like Ponga Fitz given like 2018, 2019, like I mentioned before. I want to give another shout out to someone yesterday who was absolutely bringing in memories back of the early uh, 2000s, late 90s of footage you see of just that mongrel the Newcastle Knights had. It's Leo Thompson. He come on, he had to play big minutes. Or so let's let me check the stats. How many minutes did Leo Tim? Yeah, 46 minutes. Oh, no, not 46. Yeah, 40. Uh, incorrect, 52 minutes. Leo Thompson, he was unreal. Mate, he's aggression on the field, leading by example. Nine hit-ups. Um, yeah, like... Only 79 metres made. Like, yeah, that's probably average. Just, yeah, nine metres a, a run. So it wasn't too bad. couple of post-contact metres. Tackle breaks. How many tackles did the big fella get? 27 tackles in 50 minutes. He was unreal, Leo Thompson. And you could tell he was out there. He wanted to prove a point. He wanted to show to all his Newcastle teammates that, yeah, we're down on men. But he really put his hands in his own pockets Pulled his shorts up, pulled his socks up, and he was out there to hurt people. It was unreal to see. That was a massive shot. 
that Leo Thompson did on one of the players and it was just got me fired up sitting in my own lounge room. I know that's sad, but it did. It got me really excited. Leo Thompson, yeah, he was one of our players, players of the match for the Newcastle Knights yesterday. His aggression and his attitude towards the whole game was so good to see. Then we got Dom Young for another try. Left to right passing again. Miller to Gay Guy, combination to cross it over for Dom Young. Pretty simple for Dom, but still a great finisher. It all started with, from Phoenix Crosland. He did a beautiful spiral ball. He got up and stood up and passed the ball to, I think it was Hastings. That type of ball running from, uh, ball passing from dummy half, you can, you can watch on the replay. It was such a quick bullet pass and clean catching that you've already skipped two or three defenders and they've got to try and make up for that ground that the ball's passed in the air that long. I think Joey John said it yesterday. This is where the block plays, etc., aren't as effective because it gives the defense time to read, check the play, and then move from either left to right. But you just do a good old-fashioned spiral ball. Your defense have to work that extra extra little bit, and you can see they all caught on the left-hand defensive side. Right side, gay guy, Miller, gay guy, Dom Young. He gets over there for a second. Um, yeah, but beautiful pass there by Croslin. Uh, Jacob Saifidi was sent off yeah it was pretty ugly he was caught in an awkward position he was going for one defender they've come back on the inside and he, yeah he's hit him with a tent hit him high it was, he was to his defence fatigue kept in but you can't judge these incidents on fatigue they're saying five weeks I think for Jacob to miss but yeah James, uh, Wade Graham the other week last week in round one he got four weeks that was more of a cleaner hit I don't know, five weeks sounds a little fair bit of footy. That's 25 games. It's a fifth of games. Yeah, and I don't know. That's, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they, yeah, they're they trying to cut down on it with these HIAs and these headlocks. But, yeah, under under fatigue, caught on the wrong foot. Yeah. It was still over way over 15 minutes to go. So everything was going wrong for the Knights to give this game of footy away. But, yeah, they, they kept on d- digging in and, that, yeah, 15 minutes remaining. Man, I was stressing it. It was so hard to just keep positive in that instance. And then Tigers play a couple of um, sets later. Uh, Jackson Hastings and Brody Jones. So Brody Jones was 18th man, but because of the two HIAs, we're allowed to activate our 18th man. Great try-saving tackle by the both of them. And then the next play, they've gone out wide, kicked the ball long. Tom Young, he's knocked the ball in the air, I don't know what he was doing there, but he absolutely gives some no limit. Look for that punch from Dom Young. He punched that ball right into the sixth row on the grandstand, but he's knocked that out. That all started from Brody Jones and Jackson Hastings' try-saving tackle. That, I thought that was a very underrated play. Probably goes unmissed, but go and have a look at that. But yeah, Tom Young, maybe knock the ball backwards next time because you never know. That could go, if it doesn't go over the sideline, you know, it could be very ugly. But yeah, um, then... Um, I think something happened to Adam Dewey and he's went down with a cramp and then you got <laughs> Tyson Gamble standing over the top of him, screaming at him, giving him an absolute, one of the all-time rugby league sprays. And all of a sudden, and I love Adam Dewey, but he's got up, he wasn't happy and it was a bit of a brouhaha, all the boys are into it. That was a fucking good laugh, that was. I know, like I said, I'd hate if Gamble was playing for any other club, but I'm glad he's on, he's on our side because well, he fucking looks like an absolute menace on the field. Man, he would get under some people's skins, but that was that was a good laugh. Gamble, this <laughs> go and have a look at that one, guys. I'm I'm telling you. Then the Tigers try their second try to get the points back to 14-12. 
How was that not a double movement? Yeah, momentum has carried him over, but he has rele- he has got he got the hands on the ground of the ball. He's promoted the ball forward. So for years and years of rugby league, that is a double movement. Cooper Cronk said it absolutely perfectly. We're going to have to go back in time and. Every single double movement they've called back, they've got to remove that from the thing or order the try because that was an absolute piss take. Were they just trying to get the Tigers back in the game? I don't know. Give the fans something to cheer about because I tell you what, as a Tigers fan, there's nothing to cheer about. Go and have a look at Rugby League Guru's um, latest podcast and he talks about the Knights-Tigers game yesterday. He rips that organisation an absolute new one. So go and have a look at that. Uh, Crosland gives away a penalty with 10 seconds to go, which, yeah, was a bit... How you doing? I don't know what he was thinking there. The Tigers just kicked for touch. They were off the mark, but that's just me being my Newcastle bias. Then Luke Brooks, he had an opportunity to kick a field goal, a two-point field goal, but it summed up their night, actually. Missed that, and yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a tough one for the Newcastle Knights. Tough, gutsy win. Like I said, you, you probably hear it a lot of times. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's one of the gutsiest performances of the Knights of all time, but against a... A poor Tigers outfit. You will take it. You know what? We'll take it. It's two points. Got to be happy with that. And just at the end, Jackson Hastings is getting interviewed by Fox League or Fox Sports and interviewed, talking and talking. He's all good. I noticed how he was saying he's like he's in love with the coaching staff at Newcastle and he's so proud to represent them and such a gritty, gutsy performance by the boys there to make the coaching staff proud. Just got me wondering... Um, the Knights fans quick to jump on the back of Adam O'Brien. I don't like, yeah, I don't know. We've all got our opinions of Adam O'Brien, but yeah, Jackson Hastings, it sounded pretty positive towards Adam O'Brien and his coaching staff. The way he, yeah, he's just the way he was given a big rap. I think that's important to know. And yeah, we can start seeing a couple more wins, especially without a star line of players, our top five missing the next few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how we go. We can get a few more wins, but yeah, the Jackson Hastings, he's back in the coaching staff as a fan. That's all positive news for me. I'd love to, um, yeah, I've got to take him, take his word for that one. Straight after, he's walked after the interview with Fox on the field of play. He's walked over to, to Lau, who, yeah, Hastings accidentally head hired after the try, or during the try, before the try. And to Lau's... Who knows what was said on the field, if anything was said. But, man, you've been off the field for 40 minutes. Grow up. What happens on the field, that stays on the field. I'm a mediocre rugby league player, and I always have been, always will be. But no matter what happens on the field, you leave it out there. Honestly. And then David Clemmer. Mate, I've backed David Clemmer up for so long, and I think he's a tough, gritty front row forward. But then for him to come over and carry on like he did, that was honestly embarrassing. As a, If you were a West Tigers supporter, if he's your new signing and then they're going to carry on like that, honestly, grow up. You're fucking rugby league players. What happens on the field, it's always – it's 99% of the time it's accidents. If you're going to come over and have a, have a cry like that, maybe it was the right decision to let you go, Clemmer. I don't know. But I don't know, man. That was <laughs> – he's a halfback. Why don't you go and saying up going up to Jacob Saifidi and saying something to him? He fucking took one of your players' heads off. He went off the field. Simkin was it? Yeah, he took him. He took his buddy head off. I don't see he's going up to Jacob Saifidi after the game and pushing him. Yeah, I don't know. To allow, I could taste, I could taste his saltiness in my coffee this morning up at Dixon Park Beach. Honestly, grow up. Yeah, well, that's the uh, round two review. Let me know. 
in my Instagram messages on what's at what's new in the castle. If you want to see more of that, we're on TikTok at what's new in the castle. We're on Twitter at WNITC underscore podcast. All those social media apps. Give us a follow. Go on our Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a review. Give us a five star. You don't understand how important that is for us growing as a podcast towards the future. The amount of people that you listen to it, if all of you just started to put a five-star review and leave a comment or whatever, it's going to make us a bigger, better podcast in the future. Go on, guys. Go and do it now. Whatever you're doing. Pull over. If you're driving, pull over the side of the road. I'm telling you. Go do it. Give us a couple of minutes. No, nah, I'm just joking. In your own time, honestly, guys, give us a five-star Comment, like all our Instagram posts. We want to grow bigger and bigger this year. And awesome, guys. Hopefully, we got Cambo back later in this week for our um, once a week or once a fortnight friendly chat of what's new in the castle. Um, We'll let you go.